0: This is the Pat O'Keefe Show.
1: Pre-game, Knicks in Charlotte to take on the Hornets. Second night of a back-to-back for the Knicks, looking for their third straight win. They are seven and five. The Hornets are struggling. They come in with a record of three and eight. Knicks a little bit shorthanded, missing two starters last night in Washington. RJ Barrett and Quentin Grimes still managed to beat the Wizards in the in-season tournament, one hundred twenty to ninety-nine. So. We'll see what the status is of those two important players for the Knicks tonight. Tom Thibodeau will speak with the media about a half an hour from now and uh, hopefully get a little bit more clarity on who's in, who's out for the Knicks tonight. It's an NFL weekend. The Jets have a huge game against the Buffalo Bills. It's kind of a last stand game really for both teams, which makes this even more intriguing. And you four weeks ago, when I looked at the, next series of games on the jet schedule starting with that Philly game, which the jets did win Philly and then the giants. And then the last two that they lost the chargers and the Raiders, you know, I thought three and one would get you into a good spot because of these, these tough games coming up at Buffalo this week. And then you take on Miami at MetLife stadium on black Friday. Well, you know, things change in the NFL all the time and Buffalo right now certainly does not look like the Buffalo team. When I made that assessment, four weeks ago. So are the Jets catching them at the right time? There's a very strong possibility that they are. There's also a strong possibility that Buffalo just isn't that good. You know, every once in a while, you have a team that has a run of success. They go to the playoffs every year. They win playoff games every year. You get to a conference championship game. You almost get over the hump, but you never ever quite get over that hump. And then it comes to an end. Maybe the bills are in that scenario right now. Maybe the Jets can take, advantage of that opportunity the one thing i will say about the jets this season starting with that kansas city game which yes they did lose on a sunday night at metlife stadium the jets this year have for the most part risen to the occasion you know they rose to the occasion even when rogers went down on the monday night opener against the bills they rose to the occasion against the eagles at metlife stadium they rose to the occasion against the chiefs even though they lost that game They gave the defending champs all that they could handle. We'll see if the Jets rise to the occasion on the road, which, again, the Bills are 5-5 and and reeling. The Jets are 4-5 and with very little margin for error. It's pretty darn close to a loser-leaves-town matchup between the Jets and the Bills. Here's the deal, and this is good and bad. 14 of the 16 teams in the AFC are either in the playoffs or within one game of the final playoffs. About 14 out of 16. So that means that a lot of teams are in it. But that also means that one loss here or a couple of losses there, and you are quickly out of it because at a certain point, the later in the season you go, that's just too many teams for you to jump over to get to where you need to be. So here we go. Again, I said this two weeks ago before the Chargers game that the season really hinged on that one. The Jets didn't show up on that Monday night. We're in that scenario again for the Jets. And unfortunately for Jets fans, as I said at the beginning of the show, in recent years, the best you could hope for was to be in the conversation for playoffs when we hit Thanksgiving week. Well, here we are. At least you've got a shot. 1-800-919-3776. i am here in Charlotte at the Spectrum Center for the Knicks and the Hornets. Patrick Ewing is in the building. He just walked on the court. Now I'm about at the second level. So I'm well a ways up from one of the greatest Knicks of all time. But he just walked out onto the court. He is a member of the Charlotte Hornets organization as a coaching consultant for their head coach, Steve Clifford. But always good to see the big fella. Reminds you of a prosperous time in New York Knicks history. And I think we are in the midst of one of those prosperous times right now. Playoffs two of the last three years. And this Knicks team really does have an opportunity to be more than quote-unquote middle of the pack in the Eastern Conference based on the way that they've played to begin the season and based on the way through 12 games, things seem to be shaping up in the Eastern Conference. Again, I look at the Eastern Conference, I see one team that's a cut above the rest. And that's the Boston Celtics.
0: And by the way, opening
1: night at Madison Square Garden, the Knicks had a six-point lead over that team with three and a half minutes to play and a clear opportunity to win that game. So if you haven't been blocked in on the Knicks or watching closely, take a look because they're a lot closer than you may think. 1-800-919-3776. Let's go to Richard in Manhattan. Hey, Richard, how are you? Some images you saw.
2: Hi. Hi, Pat. You know, know, Pat, the Knicks won yesterday despite having two starters out, they went oh, down there awesome. and still beat them by 21 yeah. points. Randolph didn't have a great so game, but he had eight assists. And Fournier came zone, back too. off the bench. So this will uh, give the Knicks more options. You've got to like their team. I think they're set for this year. I don't think they have to make any changes. And that one more thing. One year ago, exactly, I remember, well, I was getting ready for the Chet Patriot game. I was getting ready for the opening of the World Cup, and the Jets were 7-4, and four, and we didn't have a bad word to say about Zach Wilson. We were 7-4, and four. no one even thought that he was a terrible quarterback, no negativity at all. We were 7-4. and four. Then that New England game came. And everything hit the good? fan after that. So it would be ironic okay, so if Zach gets off the mat tomorrow. has right. a great game. Oh, One-year anniversary of the uh, beginning of the crush of his
0: right. career.
2: And maybe it'll be a resurgence. And just for the final five, six games, you know, it'll be worth something for him to go out. No matter oh, what happens, him, yeah. As long as, you know, if he plays well. Yo,
1: it right. okay, he so? oh. That's what I'm hoping for. Pat, always a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks, Richard. It's an interesting correlation. I would say that I wouldn't say there was no oh, yeah. uh Under
0: which was ill will or
1: animosity season, towards Zach Wilson, home. but to a certain uh, point uh, he was doing right, enough jets to, to, to win right? last year. Um, you know, the oh, Jets a lot of times correct, were winning this, in spite this, of this, Zach Wilson's this, performance this, last season. And obviously, what happened in New England, like I said, maybe it was a blessing in disguise because it gave the jets well, an right opportunity there. to replace zach day? wilson That's as the starting forward quarterback forward. but yeah i mean zach wilson had some moments last year i mean you remember the pittsburgh game the come from behind where he came off of missing the first three games of the season through a couple of fourth quarter touchdown passes led the jets to a somewhat improbable come from behind victory oh, he was doing enough early last season where the jets were in position to make the playoffs at seven and four and then, of course, the New England right, game, he didn't so give them a chance, a chance to win. And him. he was it's never secret. able to recover from that because that just shined a light on he what he wasn't. Be. And you always have to take into consideration is your draft. Davis Wesley, but thank you're you so R.J. So R.J. Barrett battles that did to a certain degree. So R.J. R.J. Barrett's an 18, 19 point per game scorer for his career in the NBA. But a lot of Knicks fans think that, oh, he could be more because he was picked third overall in the draft. And that happens with athletes all the time, especially here in New York. And Zach Wilson, in addition to fighting what his performance has or has not been, he also has to fight against the fact that he was the second overall pick in the draft. And the Jets, in order to draft him, cast aside a guy who three years prior to that, they picked third overall in the draft. And it just did not work out to that level for Zach Wilson. 1-800-919-3776. Let's go to Ted and Hewlett. Ted, how you doing? Doing absolutely great.
0: Thanks for taking my call. Um, I've been a Jets fan since the year after Joe Namath won the Super Bowl. That was the year after that I decided to become a fan. And so when I was 10 years old, so it's been, I've been struggling for about 50 years. So I'm happy that you say that the Jets are in the conversation for the playoffs. But frankly, you know, I went to the first game of the uh, of the season, felt like a Super Bowl atmosphere. All right, we are going to play and one right of my favorite down, names, and then they come back literally of all time. And it was a blast, a generation but, and they won some games school since school school then. School but the problem is, all right, it's not just Zach Wilson. Their they offensive line is really weak. And the offensive coordinator never gives Zach a chance oh. to play until oh. we're behind. Oh. And they've made it so that Zach gets in his head now. Oh. He has no confidence. He feels like the coaches don't have confidence in him, and he plays scared. And I don't see anything that's going to change, especially since the offensive line is relatively weak. And you can't expect the defense to win the majority of the games the rest of the way to make it into the playoffs.
1: Well, Ted, thanks for the call. You know, the problem with that is it was working for a while right? The, the defense Eagles. was keeping them so, in games. I mean, it won the Buffalo game for them when the Bills turned the ball over four times. Are
0: you they were good against the Broncos.
1: Seconds. The defense won the Eagles game. Wow. Cool. The defense won the Thank Giants you. game. So at that point, you know, <laughs> two weeks ago at four and three, you're really thinking playoffs. And you're just like, all right, let's just keep our heads above water. Let's get to December. Cause you also have to remember the Aaron Rogers factor here. Yeah. You know, at that point, as the Jets are going through those games and putting together that three-game winning streak against Denver, the Eagles, and the Giants, they're still hearing Aaron Rodgers say, I'm coming back in December. So if you're the Jets, and, and I and I don't disagree with this line of thinking, if you're the Jets, your approach still isn't let's continue to put develop on. Zach Wilson no your approach is let's win as many put games on. as we can Today, oh to God. put ourselves oh in the best possible character. position if and when Aaron Rodgers oh, is able to come back but unfortunately that didn't happen against the Chargers Wilson turned the ball over the offensive line was so shoddy and then the Raiders game was just a mess you know at a certain point against inferior teams and I'm sorry The Giants, as currently constructed, inferior team. The Raiders, inferior team. You've got to put the ball in the end zone against these teams. They haven't gotten into the end zone since the beginning of that Giants game when Zach Wilson dumped the ball off to Brees Hall and he took it the rest of the way. They haven't gotten into the end zone since then. And you want to throw the Chargers game away, say it was a one-off. I mean, look, the Chargers are not a team without talent. That's their biggest problem. They have a bunch of talent. They just don't win enough games, which is probably why they're headed towards a coaching change after this season. All right, so you lose to the Chargers at home on Monday night. It's not the worst thing in the world, all right? you ideally like to put up a better showing than 27 to six, but to come off of that and to go to Vegas on Sunday night against an interim head coach and a backup quarterback, a backup rookie quarterback, and a game that you really were in control of throughout. You dominated the time of possession. You had the lead until the fourth quarter. And then to let that slip away and lose that game, that's the one that really stings. And if the Jets miss the playoffs by a game, that's the one that you're going to point to. That's the one that's going to come back and bite them. At a certain point, if you're the head coach, if you're the quarterback of an NFL team, it's your job. It's literally your job to win those types of games. And the Jets had the opportunity, and you don't want to get to the end of the season and say, hey, right, we wasted so that opportunity. Team. We really could have so been a playoff team this year, and it didn't work out. All right, we're here in Charlotte. we got Dixon Hornets coming up. Fans. Pre-game coverage oh, begins James. a little Sorry. more than an hour from now. Oh, Tom Thibodeau will speak with the media yeah, in about 15 minutes. We'll try and get an update on R.J. Sorry. Barrett okay. on points and Barrett hasn't played yet on this road trip. Wow. Grimes didn't play yet last night, and the Knicks rolling along with a 21-point victory over the Wizards last night. Your calls one hundred nine one nine three seven seven six here on a Saturday afternoon on ninety eight point seven ESPN New York. This is the Pat O'Keefe Show. Center, Monica, and I will be on the call. It's Pat O'Keefe with you on ninety eight point seven. So a lot of conversation about the Jets, obviously. You know, pushback, if you will, on they're not really in the conversation for the playoffs. They are, not They are in the conversation for the playoffs, like it or not. They're four and five. The seventh seed right now in the AFC is the Houston Texans. They have a record of five and four. And the Jets play the Texans at MetLife Stadium a couple of weeks from now. Now, the Jets schedule. From here on out, it's not daunting. Now you got two games against Miami, those two, and the game in Cleveland. And again, Cleveland just lost its starting quarterback. Those are the two, the three, the three toughest games between now and the end of the season. But you've got a Buffalo team that a month ago you would have said that's going to be an extremely tough game going up there. Never easy. You beat them already at home, so a bit of a revenge factor. They're going to want a little payback for that. Certainly, that doesn't make it easy. But at a certain point, and we've seen this throughout the NFL, we've seen this throughout sports, at a certain point, it's just not a team season. And Buffalo is trending in that direction. With the offensive coordinator having been let go, with the way they lost that game on Monday night, Denver missing the field goal, and Buffalo having 12 men on the field, so giving them one more shot, and that's how you lose to a sub 500 team on your home field, a game that you needed. You know, it seemed like things are cratering a little in Buffalo right now. So you hope that the Jets are catching them at the right time. You play Atlanta at home, Atlanta is not good. You play Houston at home. Now, Houston's getting better by the week, and C.J. Stroud, their rookie quarterback, is one of the emerging stars already in the NFL. But they're still not a team that plays with a lot of consistency. They're a young team with a rookie head coach who's excellent, D'Amico Ryans, a rookie quarterback who's excellent, C.J. Stroud. But you don't look at Houston on your schedule and be like, ah, that's an L. You know, it's not like going to Kansas City or even going to Miami. You know, the Miami game will be tough, but you you face the commanders at home. And then I've been circling this one for weeks. And in my weekly spot here, Saturday afternoons, I continue to point to that week 18 game in New England against the Patriots. And might it be Bill Belichick's final game as their head coach after six Super Bowls and all that success? Might it be one last opportunity for him to kick the team that he has hated more than any other on his way out of town? Who knows? But on paper, the Jets, even with Zach Wilson as their quarterback, are a better team than the New England Patriots. Wouldn't that be something if they get to week 18? And Jet fans can only hope. What Jet fan wouldn't sign for that right now? You get to week 18 where if you beat the Patriots in New England, you get into the playoffs – That's still on the table for the Jets. But the problem is, and this is the issue the last two weeks, losing to the Chargers and the Raiders. The problem is you're running out of quote-unquote winnable games. You know, those were two that you just let slip through your fingers, the Chargers and the Raiders. You know, at the Bills this week has now become a winnable game. Earlier in the season, I wouldn't have said that it would be. But at Buffalo this Sunday is now a winnable game. But you have about seven or eight other teams, many of whom have already beaten you and have the tiebreaker in the same boat. You know, the Chargers are in the same neighborhood as the Jets in standings. So are the Raiders, the Broncos. The Bills are now in that. So this is a huge game for a number of reasons for the Jets. Buffalo. At this point, who are they? Yeah, they went to the AFC Championship game a couple of years ago. Yeah, they're a perennial playoff team. In the last five or six years, they've quote-unquote owned the AFC East. But who are they? They're a team that lost to the Jets earlier this season. They're a team that the Giants should have beaten on Sunday night when the Giants had their backup quarterback playing. And they're a team that just lost to Denver last week at home. A Denver team that three weeks ago was DOA. So this is an opportunity for the Jets to stabilize things, get them back to 500, and then away we go, starting with that Black Friday matchup against the Dolphins at MetLife Stadium. On the other side of the coin, and this just speaks to where the Giants season has gone, we're a good hour and a half into our show. I haven't mentioned the Giants at all. They're in Washington, if you're interested or inclined to watch, Giants at 2-8, tied for the second worst record in the NFL. And the thing I keep coming back to with the giants is as special as last year was and fun and impressive. And what other adjective on top of that, you want to put on the giant season last year. It's amazing how, well, the reasons why it was so special was because it was so unexpected. You know, the giants over the previous five years, had been cumulatively the worst team in the nfl not only out of the playoffs not only not contending for the playoffs but non-competitive the worst thing you can be in professional sports is non-competitive and the giants for the most part for the previous five years played non-competitive football giants fans spent half a decade knowing that by the time they got to November 15th and a lot of times earlier than that, their season was over. And then last year kind of came out of the blue, no pun intended. You know, they got off to the good start. Stables a fresh—a a breath of fresh air, excuse me.
0: Um,
1: you ran into a couple of bumps in the middle of the season, started playing well again at the end of the year, get into the playoffs, win that playoff game. And you thought, okay, Worst case scenario, maybe maybe last year we weren't as good as that record indicated, right? Maybe we won some games that we shouldn't have. There was some good fortune in wins against Tennessee and wins against Baltimore. But worst case scenario, coming off of last year, the era of non-competitive football for the Giants was behind you.
0: Because
1: that's the worst, right? When you don't even get excited to watch your football team play on Sunday. That's the worst thing you can – that's the worst position you can be in as a fan. The NFL season is very short. You know, we're already in week number 11. It goes by so quickly. It's intense. It's fast-paced. Every game has so much meaning. And then it's over in the blink of an eye. And then you go into the offseason and the news cycle continues throughout the offseason. It never really slows down. And the entire offseason, you're waiting till next season. And after last year, the year that the Giants had under Dave Alden with Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley and the defense under Wake Martindale, after that season, you couldn't wait to get to this year. God, the expectations were so sky high. And then they all came to a crashing halt before the end of the first quarter in the season opener against Dallas. So where are you now? Well, you're back to playing non-competitive football. You know, you're not even in a point where you are where the Jets are where you're in the conversation to go to the playoffs at least the Jets have that to hang on to are they going to get to the playoffs probably not but at least here on November 18th the week leading up to Thanksgiving the Jets are in the conversation to go to the playoffs the Giants are not even that and you just know that the Giants don't have a chance on Sunday there's almost no reason to watch them play and after an offseason of following every move and the Daniel Jones free, agent saw free agency, the Saquon Barkley franchise tag saga, following all that, waiting for Joe Shane to put this team together and seeing how they can improve on last year for us to be sitting here before Thanksgiving. The season is over, and you have absolutely no chance to win on a week-in, week-out basis. is so so depressing because you just went through it. You just went through that two years ago, and you thought that was behind you, and that's the biggest shame of this giant season so far. For the Giants, you, you have to you have to turn the page, and you have to move on with with a new quarterback and daniel jones look i was a defender of daniel jones even before last year You know, the struggles that he endured his first three seasons, some of them were because of himself. And he bared a certain amount of the responsibility for that, turning the ball over, not being readily available health-wise, et cetera, et cetera. But he was also playing behind a shoddy offensive line.
0: He also had
1: very few weapons in the passing game. Saquon Barkley missed basically two of his first three full seasons. So there was a lot working against Daniel Jones. Despite that, I have seen enough from him to like what I saw and thought that yes, if he can play behind a competent offensive line, if he can have Saquon Barks, if he can have a complement of weapons, this guy can be an above average NFL quarterback. And that's exactly what he was last season. He won a playoff game on the road, and he was the best player on the floor in that playoff game on the road. That being said, The finances come into it. He's due $41 million next year. You're going to have an opportunity to select a top of the draft quarterback who you can reset the clock on, okay? Start from square one. And in the case of Drake May or Caleb Williams, either player has more upside than Daniel Jones. Unfortunately, it didn't work out for Daniel Jones. It worked out last year, and it was great. It was such a special season for Jones and the Giants fans. And then in the blink of an eye, it's over this year. And the Giants are almost back to square one. The difference this time, the last couple times the Giants bottomed out, they weren't able to reset things with their franchise quarterback. You know, they selected Jones at number six. They weren't at the top, top, top of the draft. The only time they were that high in the draft was when they selected Saquon Barkley. And that was a controversial choice by Dave Gettleman because of the position that he plays. No other reason. Barkley's been a great player. When healthy now that the Giants are looking like they're going to be at the top of the draft again this has to be the time that they reset things they select their quarterback of the future at the top of the draft look the last time the giant when I say top top of the draft I mean top two maybe top three the last time the Giants selected a quarterback in that position at the very top of the draft the result was two Super Bowl championships. With Eli Manning, it's time for the Giants to move in that direction. And unfortunately, for the rest of the season, and we got a long season to go. It's only week number 11. For the rest of the season, the only thing worth monitoring for the Giants is where they are in the draft position. 1-800-919-3776. Got another hour or so to go. We're in Charlotte for the Knicks and the Hornets. Free game at 530. Monica and I have the call starting at 6 o'clock as the Knicks road trip continues here on 98.7 ESPN New York.
0: This, this is the Pat O'Keefe Show.
1: The Michael show holiday party returns on Friday, December 8th at your mother's house in Garden City Park, Long Island with plenty of giveaways for fans in attendance, including ticket packages from the Jets, Knicks, Rangers, and Islanders, plus special guest appearances by Amani Toomer, T. Pietro, and more. So mark your... Advent calendars. Get ready to spread some cheer at the Monday pay show holiday party Friday, December 8th at your mother's house in Garden City Park, Long Island, brought to you by the New York Islanders, Jake's 58 Casino Hotel, Yingling Traditional Lager and Flight by Yingling, the perfect beers for the holiday season. Security Dodge, visit securitydodge.com and come get some selection and benefiting the Garden of Dreams Foundation. Here at 98.7 ESPN, New York. Pat will keep on a Saturday afternoon. Good to be back talking about some Week 11 NFL action. Giants and Jets both in action. Giants will be in Washington to take on the Washington Commanders. They, one of two teams that they've beaten already this season, the other being the Arizona Cardinals. Now, my soliloquy during the last segment was that the time has come, despite last year being – Impressive and special and really meaningful for Giants fans and for Daniel Jones to have the season and the success that he did. It's always meaningful. And, again, I'll use the R.J. Compa- uh, R.J. Barrett comparison. By the way, Knicks fans, R.J. is on the floor right now. I'm in Spectrum Center, where I'll call the Knicks and the Hornets later. R.J. Barrett, who has missed the last three games with a migraine, is on the floor right now taking some warm-up shots, hopefully getting himself available to play tonight. We will let you know when we receive official word. But regarding guys like Daniel Jones, regarding guys like R.J. Barrett, when they are the homegrown draft pick, the high first-round draft pick, and they enjoy success in that market, it means a lot more to the fan base. And that's why the Daniel Jones thing, the fans that defended him And really rooted for him his first two or three years when he was struggling to stay on the field, when he was struggling to take care of the football, it meant even more as a homegrown high draft pick player, what he did last year. And the same thing goes for R.J. Barrett. You know, Knicks fans, they root a little harder for R.J., than they do for a Jalen, Bra- uh, excuse me, a Julius Randle, Let's be honest, and and this isn't uh, anything new in sports. The homegrown player tends to be more beloved by the fan base than the player who comes in as the free agent. It's just the nature of being a fan, especially here in New York. But after the year that Daniel Jones finally had last year, with everything that has gone on, look, Daniel Jones wasn't playing that well even before he tore his ACL that was lost for the rest of the season. All right. So it's time. It's time for the Giants. They're in a unique position. They're in a unique opportunity to kind of reset the clock and set a new direction for this franchise. That being said, Mel Kiper Jr. Who knows a thing or two about the NFL draft, at least scouting the talent at the top of the draft. He feels a little differently as far as what the Giants should do. If it was Daniel healthy and still going through the struggles because of that team not being very good around them, I'm sticking with Daniel Jones. I I like Daniel Jones. Really? Uh, I do. I've always liked Daniel Jones. I'm not going to jump off and say now all of a sudden because he didn't get any help. And then, of course, the injuries and the struggles because of the supporting cast. You have to live. That's the great thing about what we do in terms of the draft. Once you make a call, you can't say, well, I'm going to change it a year in. Like I say, what does complicate it is the injury. And you better have somebody ready to go that you don't lose the first five. Five, six, seven games when he's not in there. The thing is, you're losing. If you do take the quarterback, you do not get Marvin Harrison Jr. As I said, you could make an argument is the best player in this draft. In the AFC, the AFC is wild. It really is wild right now. I mean, you look at the AFC standings. I said this a couple of times. Of the 16 teams in the conference, 14 of them are either in a playoff spot right now or within one game of a playoff spot. Tennessee's three and six, and New England is two and eight. That's amazing too, because Tennessee's been, a playoff team the last several years, and New England is New England. So, for those to be the only two that are pretty much out of it right now is an amazing turn of events. But that's the position the Jets find themselves in at four and five. The Chargers are four and five, but they have a tiebreaker over the Jets. The Broncos are four and five, but the Jets have the tiebreaker over the Broncos. But whether it's the Bills or the Bengals or the Raiders or the Colts or the Texans or the Browns or the Steelers, all of those teams have no reason to think that they can't be one of the seven teams in the playoffs for the AFC this season and that is the backdrop for the Jets matchup in Buffalo this Sunday but there's a lot of other games that have similar implications obviously the Jets game will be here on ninety eight seven ESPN New York on Sunday afternoon the Steelers and the Browns in Cleveland and the Browns are going to go the rest of the way without Deshaun Watson with the Watson trade, giving up a plethora of unprotected or they don't really protect picks in the NFL, but future first round draft picks guaranteeing the largest amount of money in NFL history to a player in Deshaun Watson coming off all of his legal troubles in Houston. And he just didn't play well in Cleveland until last week when he finally played well. And after that, that was his swan song. I mean, you don't know if this is it for him, but that was it for the season. And the Steelers, despite being outgained yardage wise, all nine games this season are six and three. So a couple of six and three teams there. I mean, if you're a Cleveland Browns fan, it's a tough, it's a tough go. It's always been a tough go. I mean, that franchise has endured some of the most brutal playoff losses in NFL history. They have seemingly been snake bitten throughout. They're one of the handful of franchises that has never been to a Super Bowl. And now this year, you actually have a team that, similar to the Jets, it was well put together. You've got arguably the league's best defense that has kept you in games and that has won games this season. The thing you were missing was somebody at the quarterback position. And unfortunately, if you're a Browns fan, management went after this guy, and Deshaun Watson, who was one of the most controversial and lightning rod figures in the NFL. And let's be honest, considering... The legal troubles that he went through in Houston, not an easy guy to root for. If you're a fan base and this guy's coming to your city. Up here. On top of that, despite being in the midst of that, he says he's not waiving his no trade clause unless you give him the largest guaranteed contract in NFL history. But you're a franchise that is so desperate for somebody at that position, you've really got to bite the bullet and make the move. And then he comes in, serves his suspension, Comes back last year, doesn't play well, and now you're like, what are we going to do with this guy? Comes in this year, doesn't play well, then he's out for a handful of games with a mysterious injury, and then finally, finally last week, you have your best win in years against the division rival, the Ravens. You fell behind. You come storming back. Watson looks like the player he was. In Houston, when he was going to playoff games and winning playoff games for the Texans. And then, days after that, he's done. He's finished for the season. And just like that, here you are at six and three with this standout defense and a chance to really do something. And you've just gotten on board with this guy as your starting quarterback. And just like that, it's over. But they move on, taking on the Steelers tomorrow afternoon. The Lions at seven and two, start of a big week for them of course they play tomorrow afternoon against the bears and then they play on thanksgiving against the green bay packers lions at seven and two without an overly challenging schedule they really do have an opportunity to be the number one seed in the nfc a game of significant interest to the jets but again because of the state of the afc i'd say most games are of significant interest to the jets but the chargers at the packers Tomorrow afternoon, Packers are not really going anywhere this season, unsure if Jordan Love is their quarterback of the future. Chargers, their head coach is playing for his job. They're playing to get into the playoffs at 4-5. and The Raiders will see if they can continue this ride. They fire Josh McDaniels. They fire the general manager. They promote a new starting quarterback. Antonio Pierce, who's never been a head coach before, is running things, brings in this bravado and brings in all of this emotion. And they got a break with the schedule. Anybody who plays the Giants and Jets in successive weeks gets a break with the schedule. But they won those games. And all of a sudden, when it looked like they were punting on the season two weeks ago, they're squarely in the middle of the playoff picture in the AFC. They visit the Dolphins at 6-3 and three on Sunday afternoon. It's the Cowboys at the Panthers, you expect that to be a mismatch along the likes of the last Cowboys game last week at home against the Giants, the Jaguars hosting the Titans, Jaguars look to continue rolling towards their division championship in the AFC South. The one team they got to watch out for is the Houston Texans, who are only a game behind. And the Texans are at home to take on the Arizona Cardinals, who are 2-8, and eight. but have Kyler Murray back. They won last week with Murray. And look, Murray, say what you want. The last couple of years for him have been rough. He got him to the playoffs a couple of years ago, played as bad a playoff game as a quarterback can play against the Rams. Then there was that offseason where he signed the big contract extension, but there was a clause in it that said that he had to study a certain amount of film during the week, which was very embarrassing for him and for the organization. And then he didn't play well last year. The team didn't play well last year. Then he tore his ACL. But he's back. And what he did last week in his first game back is he reminded people, especially in this era of the NFL, where almost half the teams are playing backup quarterbacks right now. The Giants are onto their third-string quarterback. The Jets are playing Zach Wilson. Kyla Murray is one of the best 12 to 15 quarterbacks in the NFL, hands down, right now. So even though the Cardinals are 2-8 and and haven't won on the road, they're a dangerous team this weekend for the Texans. The Buccaneers are hanging in there at 4-5, but the 49ers once got healthy last week. Um, Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, Trent Williams, the bulk of their team is back. And they just ran right through the Jacksonville Jaguars. Interesting game between the Seahawks and the Rams. Seahawks haven't played great, but they're six and three. Rams always give them trouble. That game's in Los Angeles in the late slot on Sunday afternoon. And then the Vikings and the Broncos, two teams playing much better than they were at the start of the season. You know, the Broncos have gotten to four and five after they were an embarrassment the first month. They lost 70 to 20, they lost to Zach Wilson and the Jets at home. But Sean Payton's got them playing much better. Sean Payton's a very good coach. And then the Vikings at six and four, having won four straight games, the last two with Josh Dobbs as their starting quarterback. And if you're a Jets fan and you're frustrated that the team didn't do anything in the offseason when they signed Aaron Rodgers to bolster their backup quarterback position, they didn't do anything when Aaron Rodgers got hurt in week one at MetLife Stadium. And when it was apparent that Zach Wilson isn't the long-term answer or the short-term answer for that part, they didn't do anything right before the trade deadline. Well, you know who did? The Minnesota Vikings. Her cousins got hurt, was lost for the season. They immediately turned around, identified Josh Dobbs, and he's come in and reinvigorated that entire franchise. And the Vikings come in at 6-4. and That's a really interesting game. The Broncos win that game at home. They are right back in the picture in the AFC. The Vikings can probably withstand a loss. They're in an easy division, which means they have winnable games down the stretch of their schedule. But if the Vikings can keep rolling in Denver, when they can really put themselves in position to be a playoff team after starting 1-4 and and then the game of the year on Monday night, How about when things work out this way? Well, we saw this coming a mile away. The Eagles and the Chiefs in Arrowhead on Monday night. The Eagles at 8-1. The Chiefs at 7-2. There will be Kelseys all over the place in Kansas City that night. And a rematch of the Super Bowl and perhaps a preview of this year's Super Bowl on monday night so that's your week 11 slate uh then the short week after that leading into thanksgiving and then away we go so for the jets there's a lot on the line for the giants see if you can pick in the one or two spots in the draft and we'll see what happens from there